Canada Mortgage and Housing Corporation is driven by one goal, housing affordability for all. They're about solving housing affordability together. CMHC offers supply-oriented programs, funding programs, market intelligence, research, data, and a team dedicated to push the boundaries of housing innovation. Visit cmhc.ca to learn more about how you can play a role in their ambitious goal that by 2030, everyone in Canada has a home that they can afford and meets their needs. CMHC helps make housing affordable in many ways. Learn more about Canada's national housing strategy, funding, research, and so much more at cmhc.ca. We at On The Way Home would like to acknowledge the original stewards of whose lands this podcast is recorded on. In York Region, we recognize we're on the traditional territories of the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and the Anishinaabe peoples, and that this is the treaty lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And in Vancouver, we acknowledge that we are on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, the Musqueam, Squahomish, and Tsleil-Waututh, whose presence on these lands continue to this day. Welcome to On The Way Home, a podcast dedicated to the issues surrounding homelessness and the incredible experts making a difference in the lives of homeless people. Remember to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening and share it with a friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of On The Way Home. I am your host, Michael Braithwaite. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by the good people at Blue Door and the Canadian Alliance to End Homelessness. And as always, we have an incredible guest doing really, really important work. But before we get to our guest, I just want to throw some updates to you from our good friends at the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness, and of course, my organization, Blue Door. So with Alliance right now, uh, even though we have an ongoing pandemic and that's been going on, and hopefully it's coming to a you know a slow, slow end and things are getting better, the Built for Zero community in Moncton, New Brunswick, reduced chronic homelessness by 10% uh, by focusing on quality data and commitment to coordinated access. They're continuing to drive forward in their goal of reaching the sustaining functional zero chronic homelessness by 2023. So congratulations to that community. And Built for Zero um, is a major project driven by the good folks of the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness. If you want to find out more about what they're doing, of course, go to CAH. Uh, or ceh.ca uh, uh, and find out all sorts of things that they're doing, including Built for Zero. And if you, you are not a Built for Zero community, considering uh, consider becoming one as we have in York Region. We move forward on that as well. And Blue Door, all sorts of cool things happening at Blue Door. We got word recently on a renewal of our Construct, our social enterprise that helps to prevent homelessness. And what it does is uh, really it's a construction company uh, that goes out and does high quality work through experts. What you're not paying for, the social good, is that we bring six to eight people along for that journey who are learning on the job. They work, they get some training at our partners, Leona 506. At the end of our program, which is a paid program, by the way, they are launching to the trades who desperately need people to guess what? Not just create housing, but to also build affordable housing. So everyone wins. So that's pretty cool. Lots happening, of course, at the Canadian Alliance and Homelessness and Blue Door. But let's get to our awesome guest today. Um, listen, there is so... When you pick up the, the... Well, you don't even pick up a newspaper anymore. But when you look at the headlines today, there are a lot of negative headlines out there, right? 
Uh, unfortunately, right now we have a war going on uh, in the Ukraine. Uh, we, of course, have this global pandemic that we're working through. Um, and so it's really easy to get caught up in those negative headlines and really uh, get down and, 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 and out. But how do I get energized? Well, there are amazing people in this world and amazing organizations who didn't say someone else should do something, but took it upon themselves to make something happen. And we have one of those individuals on the show today. I want to introduce you to Amanda Katz. She's the executive director for Homeless Cars. Now, these are not cars that don't have a home. We'll explain more about that. Uh, but before Homeless Cars, Amanda worked within the advertising and branding industry for several years, managing clients in the for-profit and non-profit spaces. During this period, she realized the power of a strong message and a loud voice in capturing the heads and hearts of consumers. In her personal life, Amanda has always worked towards dignifying those who often go unnoticed through volunteering her time, making lasting connections, and educating others around homelessness and food insecurity needs within their communities. After coming across homeless cars, she decided to use her ability to amplify meaningful messages for them, facilitating the impact for those in need of support in each of the communities that the organization serves. Doing awesome work. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for, for having me. I'm thrilled to be, you have such a great roster of individuals that you've talked to. Um, and I was just, I was just happy to, I'm just happy to be here. Fantastic. Yeah. And you know, we're, we're very fortunate that there's lots of people, uh, experts in the field, lived experts doing great work, you being among them. Um, so we're, we're lucky that they'll, they'll talk to us and be part of this uh, podcast. We ask a standard question every time here on the way home. Um, and it is about home. And what does home mean to you? So I have listened to a number of your podcasts. So I did think that that was going to be a question that I was asked. And <laughs> it was interesting. It actually got me to Google what home means in a literal, like in a literal sense. And it means permanent access to, to something, which I mean, we know and any listener here knows that that's such a struggle for so many people that we're trying to serve is they don't have a place of, of permanence for them. So I thought, I mean, even looking that up was beneficial for me, but, but for me, a home means place that I just have, I have access to. I have, I have the key there. It's comfortable and it's a place that's unfortunate. It's full of my things. When I open up the fridge, those are my groceries. When I open up the closet, those are my clothes. It's my toothbrush that's in the, in the little, cut by the sink. So I think it's a combination of, yeah, a place that I have access to and a place that feels like it's, it's mine. It's comfortable for me. Very cool. And thanks for, for sharing. I love that, that, uh, you know, when, when you talk about permanency and that's what we need, right? Uh, quite often, uh, part of the struggle in this whole sector is that, you know, it might be their home for now. And it's very yeah. hard to plant roots and think about the future if there isn't that kind of permanent ag, uh, piece to it. So awesome. So let's talk about Homeless Cars uh, as an organization. How did it come about and how is it set up? Tell me a little bit more about it. Yeah, so Homeless Cars, I wasn't the one to start it, um, although I would love to take credit for its inception. I think it's a great organization. That's why I'm here, of course. But there were kind of two things that led to its start. So the founder and outgoing executive director 
a few years ago was dealing with an estate, which is often one of the reasons that somebody comes to us with a vehicle is somebody's passed away. The executor is like, what do I, what do I do with this car? And she, you know, started calling mechanic shops. She started calling used dealerships. She was like, how do I arrange a tow for my, for my vehicle? And ended up getting rid of it, but it was a logistical nightmare. It was not simple. And she didn't make so much and the funds weren't going to anything impactful. This was a vehicle that was never hers in the first place. So she was like, there should be a way to do this in a simpler fashion and a, a better one. And her husband is actually in the recycling, um, auto recycling retail car and auto parts industry. And he began processing vehicles for one of our largest competitors, Cars for Kids, which you might know the jingle, you might know the, the TV spot, they have a lot of billboards out there and they, and they do great work, but they send their money down to the US. So the combination of the two things was like, okay, there are people that are doing something out there that's simpler, but why aren't the funds staying here? And they've both been active members of the community. They volunteered their time at different organizations throughout you know, the, the city. They're from Hamilton and Toronto themselves. So they started exploring something of their own. They had you know, the resources to, to do it. Um, they could process the vehicles on their own and try and make sure that there are so many problems within our community, you know, so trying to find a way to, to keep the impact and, and keep the funds, you know, where these cars are coming from. So that was how it started and it's been going for two years. The charitable foundation status came just at the outset at the pandemic, which was good timing for, for homelessness relief. Um, I mean, bad timing for, for the homeless, but a good time to start up something like this because the need was was so great. So yeah, that's that's how we came to be. Oh, very, very cool. Now walk me through it. So I have, let's say I have a car I'm no longer using, or you said it's a state, I need to figure out what to do with these cars. So if you could walk the viewers through uh, from the car to how it works to who it benefits or how it kind of works benefiting us. Absolutely. So one of the things we pride ourselves in, it's the it's a very, very simple process. So you get, the easiest way to do it is you give us a call. You can also submit a form online and we'll give you a quick call back. You have a five minute phone call where we take the details as to what's your name, what community are you from, where's your vehicle located, what's the year making model for the vehicle, the VIN number if you have it. If you don't, we can take that later. And we can arrange a pickup within the community that you're from, sometimes same day, but it can be within 24 to 48 hours is typically how it works. So we send a tow truck out. We can either give you a call 30 minutes before arrival. Now we even offer contactless pickup. So you leave your keys and ownership in the, in the glove compartment. So we don't have to come in contact with each other, which one makes things easier and two is very COVID safe, um, which is definitely a consideration. And the promise that we make is that the funds from your donation are gonna stay in and around the community that you're from. So if you're coming to me with a car from Toronto, we're picking it up in Toronto. We work with charity partners in the Toronto community. And when we distribute our funds, we make sure that the funds from that donation stay, with, stay within that Toronto area. Same goes for Hamilton. You're donating a car from Hamilton. We're gonna make sure that the funds from your donation stay with our charity partners from Hamilton. So we don't serve every community just yet. Um, 
but we can we can confirm that your funds are going to stay local to make a local impact, which is which is something that's really special for us, and it's really special, of course, for our charity partners and the members of the community that need it. It's definitely it's definitely a selling point for for our donors. They they want to make an impact in their local community as much as we do. Well, it's a double win, right? So, so not only is it convenient, easy for me to get rid of this car, uh, as you said, sometimes that's a real hassle, but I'm also doing community good and doing that. So I can feel pretty good about that process as well. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so very amazing. Um, you've been doing this for two years. What has the response from the community been? It's been incredible. I mean, one of the lines that our outgoing executive director always said, and I say too, is everybody loves us, not enough people know about us. We, the donors call in, it's not, we don't need to sell them on why to choose homeless cars. There are a number of reasons that, you know, set us apart from, from our competitors. I don't like to, you know, compare us to the other guys, but sometimes it ends up happening. Or, we offer tax receipts for the donation of the vehicle, which is the highest minimum um, out there in the market, which is great. Um, and people love that they're that they're giving locally, and they're so happy about the ease of of the service. So whether it's like prospective donors, which are always thrilled to donate to homeless cars as long as they come upon us, or even our outgoing donors. You know, we've had people that come back with a vehicle or that recommend it to a friend and. Um, or a family member or, you know, we deal with some fleet companies who anytime they have something that's to give up, they, they come to us. And you look us up on Google and it, it shows. Like we have, we're very proud. 4.9 stars is pretty rare nowadays, especially, you know, not everybody is <laughs> just writing good things when good things come along. It's usually the bad stuff that comes through and we don't, knocking on wood here, but we haven't had that that bad response. Everybody is really, really thrilled about the process and the difference that they're making locally. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, Complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Very, very cool, as they should be. So two years in, um, you're doing great work. What have the challenges been? Yeah, I mean... There are definitely challenges. Um, I think anybody dealing within the homeless space, they're gonna, you know, there's such a great need that's out there. So I think one of the challenges is trying to come up with as much cars or get our word out there enough that we can we can really make that tangible difference within the homelessness community. I mean, you mentioned that I think it was the Moncton community just at the start of this where they had reduced homelessness which is so impressive but I was I was sitting in, in an AGM with one of our charity partners just last week and they were saying they and they run food banks it's North York Harvest North York Harvest Food Bank which does such incredible work up there and they were saying they've never given out so much food 
They have so many new people coming to them for resources, and even the people that were coming to them previously, they're getting more. The need is so, is so great, and I think now when the market's opening up, and this is something that I think we've seen kind of in the past, when the market's opening up and people's lives that have access to resources, restaurants, groceries, all these things, they don't see that need as much. Um, but it still, it still exists so greatly. So I think the homeless community, I mean, it, that's still just a big challenge. But from our market, the car market, it's another big challenge because I don't know if you've looked for a vehicle since the outset of the pandemic, but it's not easy. And I think anybody who's trying to buy a car right now can attest to that. What happened was, is at the beginning of the pandemic, car sales were really low. So any car dealership or used, used car spot, they offered very incentivized deals, got rid of a huge supply of cars, and microchip companies, which I don't know if you're familiar with, but they call the microchip the brain of the car. They saw, okay, people aren't buying cars, so the production of these car brains went down. And now the, the production of, of vehicles, new vehicles, has been halted um, because of this microchip car brain, because workflow has been hindered across the board with COVID and restrictions and people getting sick. And there hasn't been catch up. So there are way less new cars out there, which means people are holding on to their cars as much as possible. Don't have something to give up, even if they want to. They're, they're really letting those, they're using those cars till the last, their last, um, I don't know, their last piece of energy or whatever they've got. So we rely on car donations, which is usually when somebody is getting a new vehicle or downsizing, maybe getting rid of a vehicle, but people typically don't have vehicles to give up because there's really low supply of new vehicles out there. So for us, that means less cars, are getting donated. We have seen an uptick lately. When spring comes along, people are doing the spring cleaning. That's often a chance to get rid of the one that's in their, been sitting in their driveway for years or whatever that looks like once the once the snow's gone. Um, but yeah, they're just there are less vehicles out there. So us and you know any other donation programs that are out there, they're seeing that. It's just the the donations are down, which means less is going to our charity partners who are doing all that great work. So that's something that we're, you know, we're just, we're just dealing with and we're doing what we can to make sure people know about homeless cars and know to donate with us if they are donating, but there are just less cars to donate, period. Uh, very, very challenging. I hear you. I've, I've heard uh, a lot about that. Um, if you're, you're trying to buy uh, a used car, the prices have gone up because demand uh, has gone up and supply is down, absolutely. And that affects something we wouldn't think about would affect um, a charity such as yours uh, moving forward. But just to be, so people understand, really this could be any kind of car. It doesn't have oh, to yeah. be operating or anything. As you said, you've had a car sitting in your driveway. There's no way this thing's ever gonna turn on. Um, so it's from that to a car that you just, you know, uh, still kind of might have some life in it, but you wanna get rid of it anyways. It's just not even worth uh, trading it in, right? And sometimes I know, even not to, sorry, it's a long-winded question. I know sometimes you with your trade-in, they'll say, well, I'll give you $500, but I've had it before where they'll say, 
but I don't really care what you do with the car. I'll still give you that $500 off, but we're going to do exactly what Homeless Cars is going to do and junk this car anyways. We can't sell it. So so really, there's a variety of different ways like in oh, cars yeah. that people can give to you, right? Absolutely. So yeah, our minimum, don't take it all. our minimum tax receipt is 500 bucks. So it was serendipitous, I guess they used 500 as your, as your minimum, but that can be <laughs> yeah. the, the one requirement that we have is it's got to have some wheels on it just so we can get it on the tow truck. But otherwise, it doesn't have to be sure. running for years and years and years. Like this can be truly, sometimes we'll get a call from the city saying, hey, this car has been sitting on an abandoned parking lot forever. Can you take it? Happy to take it. Um, that is, you know, it's an interesting case. Where do the funds go, et cetera, et cetera. But um, people will give us vehicles that are in any condition, sometimes in that, you know, the, the lower end, but oftentimes we'll get something that's a little better and your tax receipt will absolutely reflect that. So anybody who's curious, am I making, you know, they might be sure that they're making the right decision from an impact perspective, but they still want to make sure that they're, you know, getting some funds for a vehicle, especially if it's in a better condition. So they can always give us a call and get a, get a quote for what their car what the minimum tax receipt for their car might be. And it might arrive at the recycling, um, a recycling partner's yard and it might go up from there. So it, whether you're thinking that your car is not good enough or too good to be donated, you know, just, just give us a call and we can let you know what, what your car is worth. And right now with so many issues within the supply chain, we're even, offering a bit higher of a tax receipt within the Hamilton and GTA communities because scrap prices, I mean, we've seen so many different prices go up, whether it's gas or elsewhere, um, but scrap is also going up just because we relied on some other countries for, for those goods. So yeah, it's a good time to get rid of your car for sure. Very, very cool. Can you tell us a little bit about some of your partners? Who do you work with? Yeah, so we work with a number of charity partners, not too many, because one of the things that we're really focused on and is important to us is actually making a tangible impact with each of the charity partners that we work with. Some charities, they deal with so many in each market, and it means, you know, 50 bucks dispersed here and there, and, and that's not how we do it. So we, we operate out of Hamilton, GTA, Ottawa, and Winnipeg for now. Our highest volume donation cities are Hamilton and the GTA. So. Hamilton, we work with Out of the Cold Hamilton, Good Shepherd Hamilton, Interval House Hamilton, and 541 Eatery and Exchange. In the GTA, we work with three charity partners. We work with Seeds of Hope, North York, I don't know why I always struggle to say it, North York Harvest Food Bank, um, and Vehafta in Toronto. And then in Ottawa and Winnipeg, which are smaller markets for now, we work with one charity partner in each. So Ottawa, we work with Salvation Army Booth Center, and Winnipeg, we work with Silo Mission. And as I said, our belief right now is we want to be, of course, really intentional about the charity partners that we select. It was quite a process in making sure that, one, they're doing great work, which, you know, of course, so many charities are, but we want it to also be a good relationship where they're appreciative of us, we're appreciative of them. We figure out ways of working. How can we showcase these charity partners and how can they showcase us sort of thing? And also offer breadth of support within the within each community. No two of our charity partners that are doing that are in the same community are doing the same thing. 
there are so many factors that come into play when it comes to homelessness and food insecurity, which we don't just deal with homelessness for us, it's food insecurity, which of course the two go hand in hand. Um, yeah, we want to make sure that we're working with different people who are doing great work, which, yeah, so many are. Oh, yeah, I love what you're saying about maximizing impact. That's very cool. And you're right. I mean, if you talk to um, the leaders of, of the larger food banks, they will tell you that uh, the reason food bank use is up, and the GTA was up 47% uh, year over year, is that people, when you have to make a choice between, if you don't have, or you have a limited amount of household income, you're going to pay your rent first, and then what's left over you know, you'll use for food. And if there's not enough, you can go to a food bank. You can't reverse that because there is not a housing bank to go to, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so people are, you know, if, if people had affordable housing, there'd be far less people, of course. Um, yeah. And that's why we have to attack kind of uh, what the real issue is. And that is uh, having a f truly affordable housing, too. That would certainly help uh, with that. You're doing that with uh, the work that you're doing. Uh, so you're two years in. We've mentioned that and already you're making an impact. What are your hopes for the future for homeless cars? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, we want to make sure that we're distributing as much funds as possible. So as much as we can get the word out, as many cars as we can get in, um, that means more work for our charity partners. As I said, it's important for us to make sure that that, that difference, and as you mentioned, is tangible for each of our partners. So before we start engaging you know, more charity partners within each market, we just want to make sure to strengthen the number of donations in each. And eventually, once we've, once we've done that, we don't want to spread our resources too thin, but of course it would be nice to, to reach other communities, at least throughout Canada. We have been reached out to from some of our time in the media and just from word of mouth from you know somebody in Edmonton who's in the police force that's like, the need is so great here. Could we start homeless cars here sort of thing? Um, we've been reached out to by individuals in Quebec and, you know, the need is so great everywhere. Right now we're focusing on Hamilton GTA, Winnipeg and Ottawa because we were able to implement, work with charity partners, figure out who's our recycling partner going to be, which is a, a huge part of it, whether it's scrap or recycling or both. Who's our tow truck driver going to be there? You know, there are a number of, of factors um, that, that go into it. It's not just about finding a need in great charities, but... Absolutely. I mean, once the model's set and we figured it out, we definitely have the ability and would like to offer our support to, you know, rest of Canada sort of thing. Um, but we want to focus on our current communities first. Yeah, of course, right? We want to be strong and then grow before, uh, before take it off. And I'm sure it will. I mean, it's, it's something that's definitely scalable. Uh, and you're making the making the case for that. I, I would assume you've learned a whole lot more about cars, the scrap, and the, and the oh, whole, yeah. whole industry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can. We go to our recycling partners to quote it out and stuff. But I can kind of come up with some numbers in my head already. And I know so many models that I'd you know never heard of or never paid attention to. And I see a truck come in and I'm more excited because I know the truck is more weight if we're sending it to scrap. There are, yeah, my brain starts firing whenever I see something come in or even some vehicles on the road. Um, yeah, I've always been interested in cars, but this is, this has peaked it for sure. Very, very cool. So if listeners want to support, uh, what can they do? How can they help? Absolutely. Where do they go? Great question. So homelesscars.ca is our 
is our hub of information. Um, we have a very extensive FAQ page, which it's funny, donors will call us and they'll say, I had so many questions, but I went to the FAQ and everything was answered. I'm just, I'm here, I'm ready. Um, let me know what you need and, and let's get this car going. So homelesscars.ca, give us a call, 1-833-465-7227. I feel like a, a little ad advert over here. Um, but our our agents are happy to answer any any questions um, about your car donation, but that's that's if you have a car, um, which is a unique use. It, it's a unique thing because it's not one of those charities where if you want to open up your wallet and donate because you like the cause that, that you can do it. But if you don't, if you don't have a car, tell your friends who who have a car to go, or if they if they don't, just tell them that we that we exist because you never know, unfortunately, when your vehicle, you know, the transmission might go or something happens where it's not worth it to do the work. But as we talked about, we work with great charity partners. So on homelesscars.ca, if you go to our charity page, you can see the partners that we work with. And if you do have the funds to donate, I mean, always encouraging people to give back to their communities. So check out what exists in the community that you're from. And and think about donating some time, money, or something to, to them because, as we said, the, the need's still there. So if you've got a car, great, call us. But if not, you can still support our partners. Very, very cool. Uh, everyone wins in that circumstance. Amanda, thanks to you and Homeless Cars for the amazing work that you're doing. Thank you for making an impact, and thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. It, it was such a pleasure to, to be here. So, so listen up, if you've got, you know, many of you, I know uh, my friend Mike, who uh, produces this podcast, he's probably got his old gremlin or is uh, in the driveway that hasn't run for years and he keeps talking about how he's going to fix it one day. Not going to happen, Mike. Donate it to homeless cars. Uh, and, you know, you, you, you win, right? You've got this scrap car that's taking up space, that is an eyesore. Uh, do something good with it, right? Help us prevent and end homelessness. Uh, in the areas that Amanda talked about. It's really incredible. It's really easy to do. Uh, go to their website, figure this out. Um, we have incredible change makers on this show and Amanda and Homeless Cars are doing that. It was an issue of, hey, what do we do with this? Instead of just making a phone call, someone decided to make a change and that change has been impactful. Check out their charitable partners on their website. Um, and as Amanda said, if you can't donate a car, if you don't have a car to donate, you could donate to one of the charitable partners. But listen, man, there's cars all over the place and we all are looking for different ways to make it easy and to make an impact. This is one of those. So just pick up the phone or check out their website, go through their FAQ. Another great guest and as it will be once again next week when you join us on the way home. Thanks for listening. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. 
and listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.